You're listening to Cosmic Consciousness, the show that connects with today's way showers and conscious advocates who use real-life superpowers to catapult human evolution. Blessing Soul Family, this is Jules with Cosmic Consciousness, coding the new human for the new earth. And I am so excited about our guest today, Shelly Varela. And Shelly is a firefighter and a life hacker. So I'm going to have her just tell us a little bit about how she came into being a firefighter and what her story is beyond that. And then moving right into what the special person that she is today and how she's sharing this gift from her experience. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a blessing to be here and be sharing with all of your amazing family. Mm, thank you. I'm just so excited for everyone to hear your story about, I mean, really, it's your life journey, it sounds like. Yeah, and I feel like I'm a walking tapestry of 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 what is possible. I always call it I call it the combination of roots and wings. So very roots, very practical, tactical, hands-on kind of get it done. But then wings is like there is something, you know, the the connection to the something divine and the and the greater and really just kind of um what becomes possible when you get truly 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 in flow and just sort of the dichotomy of those two seemingly unrelated things to most people. Um, but my my story starts actually as a bullied child getting beaten and berated in the playground. And, you know, we moved a couple of times and I couldn't understand, like, why is it always me that the kids don't like? It's like it, it's the common denominator is always me. And so, you know, as a young child, I made that mean something and it was heavy and it was hurty and it was scary. Um, but I always say, too, though, like not all gifts come wrapped in a bow. And so for me, what that looked like is that tiny afraid introverted child um, developed this incredible imagination and it was such that um, I didn't just picture myself somewhere I, I would feel like I was in that other place and I know now that I actually was mm-hmm. um, but what would happen was I, I, I used that as a coping mechanism and and essentially a survival mechanism but when I got a little bit older that introverted child turned into what the world labeled an artist and I did special effects makeup and writing and painting and you know growing up I'm thinking oh I am an artist so as I'm finishing high school I'm thinking like man what do I want to do with my life and every time I looked in the lane of artistry it's like well maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that it felt incongruent. And I didn't know what that was about, but the harder I tried to make it fit, the more anxious I would feel. And then one day at the end of high school, I have a chance meeting with a family friend. He was going through a horrible time in life and um, he was fighting for custody of his little girl. So every second weekend I would come and I would hang out with him and try and keep him talking. Um, And the one thing he could talk about forever was his career as a firefighter. And so I was like, what? Like you get to save people's lives. Like I was just enthralled with not that you have to do this, but this is what you get to do. So long story short, um, I would have never known otherwise that I had a natural mechanical aptitude because the world told me I am an artist. So I thought that was my label. Um, What I now know, though, is I was Shelly, the artist. I was Shelly who likes art, which means I could be Shelly who likes firefighting or skydiving or, you know, mountaintop sitting, whatever. Um, So anyways, I... I pursued um, my interest in listening to his stories and they turned into lessons. And one day 
I corrected him on a detail and he said, why don't you just apply? And this is 30 years ago. So there's no girls. I'm 108 pounds. I'm working as a manicurist. I'm not big enough, brave enough, smart enough, strong enough. There are literally no girls in firefighting. So he says this to me, but at this point, he's the person that I love and respect and revere and has just the paramount of integrity. And I knew he wouldn't lie to me. Um, And I said, I can't like, look at me, this is ridiculous. And he says, there's going to be a girl one day. Why wouldn't it be you? Mm, and there was something about that that just like seared my soul you know like the truth is palpable right and when you hear it you just embody it and I drove around for the rest of the day and I I don't remember much of the day but I do remember lying in my bed looking up at my white stippled ceiling and I said three words that literally changed my entire life and those words were why not me and when I heard myself say them it was like the, the flip of a switch and in that in that moment, it didn't matter what it cost in blood, sweat, money, time, or tears. I was going to become a firefighter. What I was doing intuitively was tapping into the divine, was, was tapping into my knowing, was really kind of, you know, the idea that, that the truth is so quiet. And the only way you can hear it is to tune out all of the other noise because the truth never gets louder. And what I didn't realize I was doing as that young girl was really tapping into, is this true? And it was like an extra yes. And so, you know, I transformed my body from that 108 pound manicurist. Um, I built the entire physical in my backyard. There was blood and sweat and tears and all of the things. Um, And I had to learn all of the things I didn't know. And 1,162 days later, um, after tapping into the divine daily, I got the phone call welcoming me aboard as my city's first female firefighter just chills to the bone. I just love that story. And I know that everybody listening is feeling the frequency of your words and everyone's saying, I want to experience that. So I want to go more into that. We're going to take a really quick break, but before we do, Shelly, tell everyone how they can learn more about you. Absolutely. I am online everywhere at Shelly Varela. That's S-H-E-L-L-I-V-A-R-E-L-A. And my website is yesuniversity.com. Oh, I love that. Yesuniversity.com. And for those of you that are driving, this will all be in the show notes as well. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. And we're back. This is Jules with Cosmic Consciousness, and I have Shelly with me today. And we're going to go right into feeling into that yes to the universe and how we can continue to say yes in the same frequency that we heard the yes in. Because I think that's the question that I was getting everyone is I think there's a lot of people that maybe get to that place where they feel 
okay, this is what I need to do. And they say yes, but then it's really hard for them to continue on to that. Yes, it's that divine trust and continuing in the flow of the universe. So let's just move right into there. So tell us about what you teach and how you can support those that are listening on how to do that. Absolutely. So the first thing I tell people is we are indoctrinated with millions of grains of sand. And and it's so easy to, um, regardless of how connected we are to the divine, to to, to uh, almost innately just take them on as our own. Um, And, you know, those are limiting beliefs and doubts and things that we don't even realize we're thinking it. It's just it's just that moment when your body tells you the truth, that microsecond when you're like, oh, this is a yes for me. And then oftentimes those million grains of sand come toppling down. And we don't even realize that we're in the middle of a beach and that beach was created by just indoctrinations that we didn't realize were happening to us from the time we were little, little kids. What I, what I tell the people that I work with is it's important to lead with possibility and that logic is merely a slave and a servant to possibility. But to that, we have to be able to tune out the noise and, and really quiet the volume so that we can hear the truth. Because again, the, the truth never gets louder, but we have to get quiet so we can hear it. But when we do, we know when something is a yes, we can feel it vibrationally. It's like, this is a yes, this is a no. And we have an awareness of how many times we're saying yes to things we should be saying no to, and how many times we're saying no to things we should be saying yes to. And I think that's because here in the 3D world, we're, we're you know, we're raised in this um, vibration of accomplishment and is it qualifiable and quantifiable and it's very masculine energy and logic based. Um, and so, you know, it's hard to coexist in something that, in a, in a situation where we're trying to create something that doesn't currently exist. So I always tell my, my students, like we have to lead with possibility. Um, and what that looks like is first and foremost, I developed this acronym called FACES just because it's easier for, for people to follow. But, you know, found, uh, F is for foundation. And it's like really knowing that you are part of the unified field, part of the creation, and that people that things will move to get out of your way. Um, and, and just tapping into, you know, having things move out of the way for you. So it's the, the foundation is just knowing that we are, we are connected. And when we wrap our minds around the fact that we're actually co-creating something, it, it gets to be a situation where we get to do it as opposed to we're efforting. Um, a is for alignment. And that is starting something as you intend to continue. And I always say like, you know, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, we live in this society where um, we are, I'm required to do things that maybe are outside of what feels divine, you know, the practical, tactical kind of daily things. And it's easy to do what we quote unquote should again, doing things that we should be saying no to and, and not doing things we should be saying yes to. And I usually use the example of if you have, if you have somebody who has two parents that are lawyers and they think, well, I should do that, you know, it's a great career. And then they effort to the top of that mountain and they get to the top of the mountain. They're like, "Mm, doesn't feel congruent it's because wrong mountain. And so alignment is just like, it's really getting in touch with what is true for me because truth has a certain frequency. And when we tap into it, it, it is like the most true and beautiful North star. Um, C is for courage. And it's just looking at people who are, who have done the thing that you want to accomplish and realizing that 
they are just like you. There were moments, regardless of, of how connected we are to something greater, there are the moments where we have to function here and, and get over the limiting beliefs. And really, courage is just fear in motion and tapping into the truth of allowing it to move through you so that we can accomplish the thing. And it's interesting because throughout this acronym, uh, we have not yet invited logic to the party, only in E for execution. That's where it's like, okay, we have connected to the divine. We know that we're, we're, we're pursuing something that is true and beautiful for us. We're moving everything out of the way that is resistance between us and that thing. Only now is it execution. Like we have to build a foundation under that castle. You know, we're down here and we're we're doing our thing. And it's like, what are the practical, tactical things that we actually have to move into action? And then S is for support. And it's uh, Seth Godin uh, is an incredibly brilliant um, writer. And he says, people like us do things like this. And that's what I love so much about your community is like people like us create um, this sort of vibration. People like us connect with each other and shore each other up and um, and really stay aligned with what is actually true and beautiful. Um, because it is easy to get sidetracked when you know, people are telling you the odds and the logic of you, you know, having this true and beautiful, amazing life. And it's like, well, I've never seen that done before. Or, or, you know, you know, maybe you don't have any of the skills or knowledge or experience, but when you tap into, again, the foundation, the the divine, the infinite, things will magically just move out of your way and, and really just allowing the flow for the um, holding space for both a practical tactical because we are here functioning in this 3d world and then, and then amalgamating the two of them so they can work better for the greatest good of, of each and every one of us, of all of us as a unified field. And also, you know, for, for the other people that we're coexisting on this planet with. I absolutely love that. And what, what, as you were talking, I could see uh, just actually the frequency pattern of your, the Ackerman faces. And so what it did is it allows somebody to move into um, the part of their brain that isn't in the programming. And by connecting to the divine and moving into that space of the unknown, they were actually creating an electric response that was creating a reality outside of themselves. And it wasn't, and I love how, you know, you have the part where, okay, well, we can move into how to, to implement this or how to bring this into form well after the new synapse responses and the new frequency patterns that we're creating that reality were already developed. And that's such an important part of, I, I mean, I tell this to my kids all the time, if it makes sense, don't go there. Not until you've been into the frequency of the unknown for at least a couple of weeks before you go in to see if, because at that point it's going to make sense on a whole different level. And I know that people can get kind of caught up in that space of just how do I stay in that frequency of the flow with the divine when I have no evidence of where it is that it's taking me. So I'd love to tap into that next because I hear people asking that question. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are trained, um, and I don't want to say specifically as women, but but the, you're right. The evidence that is all around us is don't trust your knowing, don't be too much, don't be too loud, don't voice up too much, you're too big, you're too small. And it, and it really is easy to, um, to falter to, do I even trust 
what I think? Do I, can I even recognize the things that I think and the vibration that is true to me as my own? Um, and so I think, you know, we've been trained and indoctrinated to, to start to doubt. And you're right. The, the, um, not the secret, but essentially the secret to it is just realigning and, and going internal and feeling, you know, the reason my, my website is called Yes University is I believe there is a thing called that I call the yes effect. And it is that moment when you know, like, you know, like, you know it. Um, but to hear that you really do have to get quiet. And, and that is the truth that we need to give a voice to, that we need to bring about. Um, but when we can tap into that, it um, it's almost like the barriers move out of the way. And that's not that there isn't practical, tactical, again, things that need to be executed or done or learned or whatever. But when when you are starting with something that is a heck yes for you, um, the ripple effect, it's almost like when the universe moves to um, to remove the barriers and to allow for serendipity and allow for people to come into your existence and for other people to flow out of your existence, when you can remain in a state of of flow and of ease and allowing things to flow in and flow out without gripping because we, we are trained in this existence to grip and to effort and to resist and to hold and to try and to force. And the, um, the irony is the key to having it is letting it go. Mm. I call it neutrality. (laughs) I say, be the change, like whatever it is, not be the change that the world needs to see. It's actually just be, the change, like be in that flow of whatever is coming. I love how you say coming in, coming out, because that's just, I mean, if there's anything that's stable in life, it's change. And uh, if we can just be that change, we just get out of our own way. There's something that was coming in as you were speaking. Let me see if I can reconnect to it. Okay. I got it. All right. So you've said a couple of times that, you know, the reality that would say the collective lives in and this way of living isn't really matching in that place. Because just like you said, it's, you know, go get it, work hard and all of those kind of forceful trying to make it happen frequencies. But then I I know that there's a lot of people that are listening that have really moved into the new paradigm. And every once in a while, they'll tap their tap back into that old reality if they get pulled in by a program or something like that. But I want to hear about your personal experience and some of the people that you're working with that are starting to actually step in and create this other paradigm, because I feel like more and more people are starting to hang out there. (laughs) And it's really beautiful having that reflection in a community that's starting in that space. So I'd love to hear about that. I will be so happy to share that. There is nothing that makes my heart happier than watching someone get switched on for the first time to explain these concepts and, you know, you just watch them in many cases, just struggling and, and wanting something more for themselves, for the world. And their vibration is always in the right way in in terms of their attention, but it's almost like watching um, a butterfly break through of its chrysalis for the first time. And it's, there's just something so sacred about that. And explaining these concepts of, you know, for, for, for many, it's like, well, we are all one. And um, I I usually use this very, 
rudimentary uh, analogy. I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, this toy. It's called a couge ball. It's got all these plastic pulley tentacles. And I said, if you were to imagine that painted black, but then just the tips painted with glow-in-the-dark paint and then turn the lights off, it seems like we're all separate. And then you flip the light on and you realize it's all the same thing. Really just watching people to be able to stop efforting and and just like unclench and step into the flow of that. Um, and again and again and again, I hear people that are having like seeming miracles. It's like, oh my gosh, did you, you know, did you know that, you know, so-and-so called me like a, a celebrity who they were trying to do a project with. And it's like, well, of course they did because you were aligned with the true yes. And, and for me, that is the yes effect. It, it, it is that moment when your body tells you the truth. And really it is just paying attention to the vibration that's going on around you, but how it manifests in and through you as truth. And then giving a voice to that out into the world. But just watching these people that start um, with doubt and the doubt uh, grows into hope. And then the hope grows into something even larger. And then the next thing they know, they're, um, they're living in a completely different way affecting the people around them in a completely different way. And people consistently say to them, like, what is it that you're doing? Like, what are you drinking? What are you eating? Like, what is going on with you? Because they feel different. And I said, well, it's because you are different. You've had an energetic shift such that they're picking up on something that's that's coming from you or through you that they've never seen before. And I said, that's what possibility, that's what possibility feels like. Possibility, it doesn't have a shape, it has a flow. And when it starts to flow through you, the things that you are able to manifest in the world, in this 3D world, but also just on a collective basis, becomes absolutely astonishing when you're able to shift um, the, the frequency on a planetary basis. And when you look at the ripple effect of saying yes to the things that are a yes to you and saying no thank you to the things that aren't true watching the mountains move out of the way for you to be able to create whatever it is you want to create in the world in a way that feels true and beautiful and divine. And then watching the fallout of that, not only because you are an example and not only because you're, you're, um, you're part of the collective, but the people that are behind them who are learning and just coming into the knowing of all of this, um, what that now makes possible and just the spread of the beauty and the love is, um, is incredible. Makes my heart so happy. I feel that. And I feel your passion behind what you do. And uh, so, you know, the thing that I'd like to just kind of come back into full circle is how you bring this energy into your firefighting, because I'm sure that, you know, everything that you do, of course, is going to shine this energy through. So tell me how that has kind of changed the people that you work with. Just give me a story. Absolutely. So, um, so the firehouse is very rough and tumble and it's like, it, I feel like a walking dichotomy wherever I am because I'm very spiritual and woo. And then I have to come into this very, like, you know, very practical, not, you can't find much more practical, tactical situations. Um, and the energy is very, very masculine, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and it's, uh, it's, everything is forced and everything is hard and everything is, um, efforty and, that's the nature of the job to a certain point. But what I, what I love to bring is um, saying the true brave thing in an, in an environment where it usually doesn't happen. And 
off the start isn't popular for it to happen. So you'd be standing around with a bunch of really, you know, tough, brash, bold men. And, um, and you bring a beautiful, brave truth. They almost, it's like a cat in a bathtub. They don't know what to do with it. <laughs> but then you can watch the shift come over them because the truth is um, they do this job for a reason. And they have been trained by society in this 3D existence that this is how a man is supposed to show up. This is how a rescuer is supposed to show up. Um, and when I bring to them, um, and of course, I have to pick my moments because I still have to operate as one of them. <laughs> um, but when I bring to them, it's like, hey, guys, you know what? Like, you do this job because you are divine, because you are connected, because you have this pull and this calling to something that is so much bigger than yourself. And when you watch um, human beings who are in many ways suffering with some of the stuff we see and don't know what to do with it and don't know how to process it. And when you sort of help them to be able to, um, to realize that the divinity that they have and the reason that they do the job um, when they when they let go of that um, that obligation that the world has on them to be okay, it's actually the thing that is causing them to not be okay. And so now, as a captain, I get to set the stage. I get to set the tone. And so there are times when we have absolutely horrific calls, um, and female captains are extremely rare. Um, and I just say to my guys up front and I leave with vulnerability first so that they don't have to, I give them the gift of going second. And I say, guys, here's the deal on this truck. It is okay to cry on this truck. It is okay to, um, to, to have the feelings where, you know, you, you feel like maybe you're not okay. Um, and I use language that, that is palpable to them, but really I'm bringing in all of this. I'm bringing in, you know, the connection, um, the energy, the flow, um, the unclenching, the release, um, you know, just what you were saying earlier, just the ability to be the change and, and to allow that, um, that pain sometimes to flow through you. You can, you can watch the pain melt off their face um, and you watch them be able to serve in a different way on a deeper level which is not only a gift to the people they're serving, but it is certainly a gift to them. And it's definitely a gift to them being able to do this career long-term because they understand that they are part of something so much bigger, so much more important. And this practical, tactical stuff is just a means by which we, we flow through it. What I heard when you were saying that is that they have permission to just have the experience without judging it or naming it and just fully embracing in that. And, you know, really that's when we do that. I mean, if you think about meditation, when we're in the experience of the meditation, we're not in the story and the judgment and all the chatter that comes in and we move back into the experience. Well, this is just another way of doing that, but in life. And uh, it's, it's the one place where the divine can fully move in and become part of our experience but then also just give us permission to not have the judgment of how it should be and that's such a gift that you're giving everyone that you're working with and I'm sure just in life in general just the people that are close to you because you're living the life that you teach and that's just such an honorable place to be. So tell me Shelly if there's something that we haven't mentioned yet that you just feel 
really strongly that you want to share with the community. I'm just going to open it up and let you kind of flow with that. Absolutely. Um, I am, again, what I call a possibility hacker. And so the thing that I, um, I think the thing I love most about myself is the ability to bridge two incredibly unlike things. Um, and so what I will say is um, I'm, I'm um, creating a feature length documentary on how to hack possibility. And it is all about flow and um, tapping into something greater because here's the truth. Um, I want to be a living example of what it looks like to tap into the unknown and to allow it to flow through you and allow it also to manifest in this world. And so um I'm, I'm essentially going to be recreating the becoming a firefighter from manicurist to a firefighter. Now I'm going from firefighter f- to filmmaker and I'm documenting it as I go so that um, if there is anybody else out there who has this calling on their heart and wants to do it and is maybe struggling or having, you know, beliefs about whether they believe it's possible or not. Um, I, I'm going to be documenting the journey of me making this documentary, given that I actually don't know how to do it. And just showing all of the bits of it's like, you know, this time I was disappointed. And so I had to drop into a meditation or, um, you know, I I was feeling really overwhelmed. So I had to sort of um, call on spirit or whatever that looks like. Or it's like, hey, I reached out to somebody and I got my teeth kicked in because that happens too. And really just allowing all of it to be okay, allowing all of it to be witnessed so that I can be a living example for other people who see themselves in my story. And say, if that's possible for her, and if I'm like her, then now what becomes possible for me? Ah, I love that. And then what is possible when we just fully open up to, yeah, you know, let's just bring it to the divine possibility, because then nothing is impossible. And that's what I love about this year in particular of 2021 is that we have the opportunity to manifest quicker than we ever have before. And so I hope that everyone's listening. And if you're resonating with Shelly, just reach out to her because she's fantastic. It's been so much fun just getting to know her um, in this hour that we've spent together. And so Shelly, tell us one more time, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Absolutely. I'm everywhere online at Shelly Varela. So uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all of the places. And that's S-H-E-L-L-I. Last name is Varela, V-A-R-E-L-A. And you can find me also at yesuniversity.com. So if it is a yes for you to connect with Shelly, that's how you get a hold of her. And again, Shelly, thank you so much for just bringing your brilliance to our community. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been my absolute pleasure. And we thank everyone that is listening. We feel you and we are just sending you great big hug. And until we meet again, thank you for being part of Superpower Up community and cosmic consciousness. Now go and live to your highest potential. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 